Hey baby, welcome back to another episode of the Hilt Podcast where you are celebrated and not tolerated. I am your host, Miss Amber Kenny, baby. And guess what? Listen, if you are not already following us on TikTok and Instagram, what is going on, baby? That is the Hilt Podcast. That's Hilt with a T on both Instagram and TikTok. Leave us a comment, baby, telling us what you want to hear so we can talk about what you want to hear. All right. This evening, I had the absolute pleasure to interview a phenomenal woman she goes by the name of key and her podcast is my curls speak with key this evening we're talking about gentle parenting because miss key says she does not want to be the type of mother that her babies have to heal from and i just thought that was so profound and between you and i baby i do feel like gentle parenting is the way to go moving forward so i really hope you enjoy this conversation with myself and miss key from my curls speak sit back relax and enjoy this episode hey baby welcome back to another episode of the hilts podcast i'm your host miss amber kenny and today we have the beautiful key from mc Key with the girls on deck, baby. Got my girl in the building. Key, she is talking to us today about gentle parenting, and we might get into some other topics as well. But Key, how are you today, my love? Hey, girl. Hey, I'm doing well. I can't <laughs> complain at all. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Key and I were sitting here having an amazing dialogue before we press record here, and I was like, you know. We need to start recording this part. We were having a conversation about relationships um, and having standards in your relationship. Mm -hmm. And then um, we'll jump into some gentle parenting info. But what were you saying, Key? You were talking about how women, sometimes we bend on our standards because a lot of us have the desire to be wives. A lot of Mm -hmm. us have the desire to be uh, mothers and you know I say a lot of us because there are also a lot of us who don't desire those things right but for the ones of us who do desire to be wives and mothers why do you think it is that we sometimes will bend on those standards for the guys that we fall in like or fall in love with I feel like what happens is we get so caught up on the end result until we start taking stuff that we don't necessarily want to take off of them because we want to be married or we want to have kids. And and then the thing is the age group that we're in too. So a lot of women that don't have kids already, it's like, you know, the biological clock. So Mm -hmm. by a certain Mm -hmm. age, you want to be in an established relationship. So I'll say, now I had kids fairly early, but if I didn't have kids by... 30 mm-hmm. I'm gonna be realistic if I did not have kids by 30 whoever I was dating at the time I more than likely would have tried to you know make that serious mm-hmm. like like so that by 35 we can have that one or two those one or two kids out the way so right. with that being said I feel like we as women we a lot of times we've been our non-negotiables which are supposed to be non-negotiable the T. And what happens is when you go back and you look at all the times that you've been 
Like I, I had to take accountability for this the other night. Look at all the situations you were in where you were not fully fulfilled, mm-hmm. but you put you put that person's needs before your own because you wanted it to be something, right? How many of those times did that person bend for you? Right, right. And on top of that, how many of those times did they try to act like they bent for you? But in actuality, they just did something that was to their convenience mm-hmm. and they try to act like it benefited you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had some advice from a friend um, and I don't think she realized how much she helped me in a situation. She mm-hmm. said, what I'm noticing he does is he does everything to solidify a spot in your life mm-hmm. while reminding you that yours is not there. And he and Friend. when she said it, I was just like, because we was on the phone and I got real quiet. And she was like, did I offend you? I said, you did not offend me. You just. But the glass me. shattered for me. Yes. Like, because I thought about all of the times where he would do little things that made it look like he was giving effort Ooh, towards yes. what I needed. Uh-huh. And then like you get a few, let's say you get too happy about that, but we're not in a relationship. You know, I'm not ready for a relationship. (laughs) You know, I'm not ready for all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we might be moving too fast. But as soon as I'm like, okay, well, this is not what I want. He'd do something else. And it'd be like, okay, well, maybe he's changing. Love bombing. "Mm -hmm. He's not changing. He's solidifying that spot while making sure that you understand that you don't have one. And I was like. That's so, ooh, that'll grind anybody's gears, like to understand that you're being manipulated mm-hmm. on that level, manipulated at all. But mm-hmm. like that intentional, insidious manipulation, when you're out of it, baby, mm-hmm. it's like it comes in waves of anger. Like I yes. cannot believe that I allow somebody to treat me like that. I cannot believe that I was victim to that type of situation and I you know I tell my followers and supporters all the time you didn't know what you did not know Mm -hmm. so like shout out to your friend for making it clear for you like that because sometimes we do need that outside perspective to let us know like this is a blind spot that I think you have sis and maybe if I phrase it this way it'll click And here's the thing. One of my favorite videos that you have on Mm -hmm. TikTok is the one where you explain to us to give ourselves grace. Now that you know better and you're looking back over it, don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah, no. Because that guilt that comes when when you sit there and you really you're able to hold yourself accountable, because here's where I'm going to tell you my truth in that particular situation. I wanted a relationship. He kept saying he wasn't ready in the beginning. And then it was a time where he was like, you know what, let's take the relationship off the table. I I don't think I want one anymore. I've been hurt too badly. This, that and the third. And we had like a lot of months invested in it. I was broken hearted. But where I messed up is that I was continuing to sleep with this man and I was answering the phone because I had that attachment. Mm -hmm. I had that attachment there and it's not that easy to cut that off. So then I'm like, now that I'm sitting with myself and I'm able to see, okay, like your video, I watched it again the other day. I haven't saved in my phone where I was sitting with my thoughts and I was like, you know what? I was giving mixed signals too, because if I'm telling you that I don't want this from you, but I'm continuing to give you my body and show up for you, then I'm just as wrong. 
because I should have cut it off then when I realized that I was not being fulfilled in the way that I needed to be fulfilled and that I was bending too much. So from this day forward, even with me, I'm talking to me, but I'm talking to you and anyone else that's listening. If you have a non-negotiable, don't negotiate your price no more. Period. The price is the price. The price is the price. When you go get your car, you you do a little bit of negotiating back and forth, but let me tell you a trick. Those people already know the the lowest amount they're going to give you. They let you think that you're getting a deal. They knew what you was. They were going to sell that car to you for the the whole time at the door. They knew they weren't going under that price. So with that being said, we have to stop negotiating. If anything, add some taxes. Yeah, don't go down. Yeah, yeah. If you can add tax on your business price, baby. Add tax on your worth. <laughs> add tax. Period. You add, you never subtract. Never, never. Because when you come into a relationship, think about it. If you're in a healthy connection, you're you're adding value to each other. You're not exactly. subtracting anything. Exactly. So when you learn that you're the prize, we have to stop thinking that marriage is the only goal to obtain. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of the problem too. Kids and marriage is all we want and we don't care what we take to obtain that. Stop it. That's Stop a it. I'm divorced. Let me, I'm divorced. So with that being said, I could tell you, I would have much preferred to wait until somebody really, really fit that box with me mm-hmm. instead of marrying the first person that asked me. Yes. I told, I told one of my ex lovers, I would much rather wait long than marry long. Cause I was in a situation where I was like, you know, we've been together for X amount of time. Like, what are we going to do? What is this going to happen? And it got to a point where it's like, hold on, because if this man is not wanting to take that next step with me, there's all these excuses in the way. Why the hell am I going to continue to stick around and not mm-hmm. get what I need out of this connection, not mm-hmm. get what, you know, we talked about in this connection? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, Beyonce, Queen B said it best. OK, she told us to have our own life before you become someone's wife. Right. If you ain't got your life in order, meaning you don't have your finances where you want to have your finances, you haven't started that business that you want to start. You haven't gone on your spiritual awakening journey, whatever Mm -hmm. it may be for you in particular. If you haven't, if you haven't cleared those aspects of your life, if those aspects of your life are not fulfilled, then fulfill those. And I promise you the type of partner that is going to appreciate those mm-hmm. aspects of you, they'll come along. They gonna come along while you doing what you, you gonna be volunteering at a at a shelter for Christmas right. or something. And there go your husband. There go mm-hmm. your wife walking in the door right there. And so, you know, I think what you just said is just so important. It's such an important part of the puzzle that we need to talk about more often and not from a jaded lens either. Right. Right, right. <laughs> Excuse me. That's okay. Your tree is gorgeous, by the way. It's so thank cute. you, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, like we have to because, like I said, with I never talk about my ex husband in a negative light. It's one of those things where, like I said on the episode that I had you on, we were just young, and we didn't know each other. We didn't know ourselves yet. So we made that jump and that leap and didn't really know ourselves as individuals. So then when the marriage went, when I started growing into myself, 
mm-hmm. I realized I was like, because it's some, I hate to say this, but sometimes relationships are just great as boyfriend and girlfriend, but they're not marriage. You shouldn't, you shouldn't go up on the ladder. Like That's some people fair. make good wives and good husbands, but the marriage component, because people don't understand that marriage is a business agreement. Hmm. It's more than just, I love you. Like your your finances come together, your credit comes together, like all this other stuff that you don't think about when you're younger. Like if I could have done it all over again, I would have took some time for myself because like I said, I married my high school sweetheart. Mm-hmm. But and, and then what happened was we grew up and we grew. And then we just had a conversation. It was like, you know what? I don't think we're compatible anymore, mm-hmm. but that's OK. I didn't have a messy divorce. Mm-hmm. It was very like, honestly, it was not made for TV. There was no theatrics. Now he did have those Tyree stay moments. He did have those. Um, because I think men just like the bag when they just like it. I just think they like, they like it. I, I don't think they always mean it. I think they just like it. Um, especially earth signs. They don't care until it's too late. Earth uh, sign too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, it was a time in my life where I only attracted earth signs. So, so oh, take um, me an earth sign, man, girl, you know, I'm a cancer. So yeah. Like there's wherever you are. (laughs) I've never had one of those. I was talking to a friend the other day and we were talking about how Taurus men are. I don't think there are a lot of those in the world because, you know, Scorpios are everywhere because we're Valentine's babies. Oh, yeah. Well, (laughs) when we're conceived. Yeah. That's why you meet so many Scorpios. We're actually the largest amount of Zodiac signs like because wow. of the time of year we're conceived but with Taurus I don't know if it's not cold enough or what like I know I've never had a relationship with a Taurus man I had see we got we as women need to know the difference between a, a text situation and conversing so I had someone that texts my phone one out of all my 31 years of living I, I think I want to meet a Taurus I wonder how that'd be I feel like Scorpio and Taurus are actually very compatible. They probably are. It says that Capricorn and Cancer are very compatible, which they are. I have a really good friend who's a Cancer. I mean, I'm a Cancer. He is a Capricorn. So we we do well in friendship. I don't know about relationship. No. I don't know. I don't know about a Capricorn man in a relationship. Um. <laughs> I have a little experience with the Capricorn and um, it was, it, it's, it's, it's actually, it reminds me of the Virgo experiences that I've oh, had no, and they, they always end with the Tyrese, uh, what more do you want from me? Yep, but they, yep, don't, yep. they don't, they don't care in the beginning. Yep. They don't care until like your foot. Now you, <laughs> you're not halfway out the door. Like it's like, you're locking the door. So like you walked out the door and you're locking it and then they start, what more do you want? Actually, isn't he? He is a Capricorn. Tyrese is, is a, a Capricorn. Capricorn. <laughs> Remember all signs of love making? He's a Capricorn. It makes so much sense. My song, though. <laughs> now it all makes sense. Congratulations. It all makes sense. <laughs> it's all relevant. It's all relevant. <laughs> Yes. Well, you know what? <laughs> Shout out to Tyrese. It's becoming full circle like that. 
But we wanted to talk a little bit more, or we wanted to talk just period about gentle parenting. Mm -hmm. Because when I was on your podcast that time, you said something that stuck out. Mm -hmm. You said that you do not want your children to have to heal from you being their mother. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was so profound. We are, and we're the generation that we're like, we're breaking these generational curses. Mm -hmm period, point blank. But I want you to expound on that. Tell us more about what you mean when you say you don't want your babies to have to heal from you being their mother. I've taken like extra steps because like I realized when I was growing up as a child, I did not respect my mother. I feared her. And a lot of people do not know the difference between Mm -hmm. respect and fear. And, um, I feared her and also there was like no I will be honest because of the fact that I feared her there were times where I probably could have communicated things to her but I was too afraid to do so so the first time I got molested I was about six years old wow. I did not tell my mother until I was 23 wow um, the next time it happened, I was about 10 years old. I told her the whole conversation at 23. Now, one thing I can tell you about my mom that I always loved about her was that if it was somewhere that I did not feel comfortable, it did not matter if it was in the middle of the night. If I called my mom, you know, we didn't have cell phones back then. So I would sneak on. I'm at your house on your landline to whisper. I don't want to be here. So if I called my mom and I asked her to come get me, she always came, but she never asked me any questions. Mm -hmm. She like, if I ever told my mother that I did not want to go somewhere, she never asked me why she would Mm -hmm. just say she doesn't have to go. It It didn't even matter if it was my father. If I did not want to go, I did not have to go and I didn't have to give her a reason. Mm-hmm. But because we didn't have that communication where I felt comfortable, my mother just found out in the last 10 years I was bullied in school. I never told her that. It was so bad until like I would make myself vomit. So I did not have to go to school and she would take me to doctors trying to figure out what's wrong with me because I would be faking sick because I didn't want to go to school and I didn't want to tell her so with that being said like my kids they get mental health days so like I have this thing where if you don't want to go to school don't act like you sick just tell me you don't want to go now we can't make a habit of that because you can't miss for so many days of school but they got teacher planning days. So I allow you to miss one day a month of school, but I need you to always be open and honest with me and tell me that that's why you don't want to go. Um, when I, I remember telling my mother when I was older about the molestation mm-hmm. and I remember her saying, you know, I wish you would have came to me earlier, but I understand why you didn't. And then she went into this whole thing about, you know, with my family, she wasn't able to talk to my grandmother about stuff because my grandmother would blame her for Mm -hmm. it. Like if something happened to her, she couldn't talk to her because she would be like, oh, well, if you didn't wear this or if you didn't do that, then maybe he wouldn't. So she said she she it, it hurt her feelings that I didn't come to her. And I had to tell her it was never that I thought you was going to blame me, but I didn't talk to you about anything. Because I tell people all the time, 
this is, I'm 31 years old. This is the closest I've ever been to my mother. We've always had a toxic relationship because I look just like my dad and my dad didn't do it right. <sighs> but my, my father died. Yeah. And I realized when my father died, my father had never told me he loved me. And I was 25 years old when my dad died. Never said he loved me. My mother's told me she loved me. I know for a fact three times. And I can tell you when the times happened. She told me when my dad died. She told me on my birthday last year, I flew on a plane for the first time. And we I thought I was going to die. And I said I loved her. And she said it back. But I could tell it was weird for her because she didn't understand why I was saying that. Oh, and then she told me one time when I was a child. Now, she could have told me more than those three occasions. But I remember those occasions. And so what helped me with my parenting was I read the book, The Five Love Languages for Children. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized that I have two different, I have a son and I have a daughter and the way that they, they speak love and, and like love. Some, some people, you know, your kids could be a lot similar. My kids are totally different. My son, he needs physical touch which was hard for me because I wasn't hugged as a child. Hard for me because I wasn't one of those people. Like my best friend, she's about to be 30 soon. When she sees her mom, she sits in her lap and they have like this thing. I'm not used to that. Like I remember the first time my best friend hugged me and and told me she loved me. I asked her, was she about to die? And like, she looked at me and was like, it was one of those moments where she was trying to figure out if I was joking. And I, I started crying. Are you about to die? Like, why are you hugging me? Mm-hmm. And she was like, you act like a person that wasn't hugged as a child. And I said, I wasn't. And that's when her mouth dropped because she was like, I wouldn't have said that if I knew, but I wasn't. So I wasn't used to that warmth like that. Yeah. So when I had my son and he was so touchy. Okay. You understand babies are like that. But when he was two years old and he wouldn't get off me, it started getting weird for me. I'm like, okay, um, he likes to touch. Um, so it would be like, I would like hold his hand. Like it was, it was, it was really uncomfortable because I wasn't raised that way. My grandmother didn't hug me. Like I really was not raised that way. But that book, I realized that, okay, I tell my kids I love them. But if I'm not speaking it in their love language, because for I had a conversation, a hard conversation with my mom recently. And I said, I never thought you loved me because you didn't spend time with me. You would go in your room. I didn't know she was battling depression. So she was isolating herself and you putting me in a room by myself. But my love language quality time. So even if you make sure like in what how she shows love is through gift giving. So I always got the best of everything. Right. And she always worked extra hard. I remember a time frame when my mother worked two jobs, but I always felt neglected because she wasn't in a room with me. Right. Spending quality time. Right. So I read the book and I was like, oh, well, my son, okay, I need to hug him. So at first it seemed a little bit hard. But as we kept doing it, it naturally flowed. Mm-hmm. And with my daughter, that's not her thing. She likes gifts and she likes words of affirmation. So she likes verbal praise. So I make sure I be like, okay, good job, good job. Now, another thing that I'm mastering now 
is speaking all five love languages, but making sure that I expand on the primary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. we all we do actually need all five, but it's just an order in how you like them spoken to you. Mm-hmm. And I also don't beat my kids. And when I tell people that, they just look at me like, I don't beat my kids because um, I learned how to fight because my mother used to beat me. And and that's what made me violent. Whereas I wasn't able to verbally communicate my feelings. Right. I just go upside your head. like. And as an adult, you just can't be putting your hands on people. Not you unless know. you want some assault charges, baby. <laughs> I'm not going to jail no more. So yeah. <laughs> so, so like, as I was growing, as, as I started paying attention to that and after being a victim of domestic violence, and then here's the thing, people don't realize child abuse is domestic violence. Oh, absolutely. Because it's in, first of all, domestic means in the house, in the home. It does. It doesn't actually mean people automatically think it's an intimate relationship. If me and you are cohabitating in the same home and we go upside each other's head, that's domestic violence. Yeah, it actually. So it was like, after looking at the pattern of men that I dated, I realized I was doing that because of childhood trauma. That was mm. some of it. Mm-hmm. So as I heal from that, I'm like, I'm not doing that to my kids. So I don't beat them. Um, I have pretty decent kids. I'm not one of those moms that's just going to say that. Like, they're pretty decent. Like, I take my daughter's phone. Like, she just can't breathe. How old is like, she? She's eight. She's oh. eight. So she, <laughs> she she can't breathe. Or if um, I turn the TV off, my son is six. He can't like I'm bored I'm bored what am I supposed to do so it's no, like <laughs> like these kids are not the same as we were like no. they they weren't um but that book if if you haven't read that book and you're a parent or if you if you haven't read that book and you plan on parenting kids I advise that you do because it changed my life mm-hmm. it changed my life how do you handle conflict between the babies what's what you mean when they argue yeah when they get into it or when they disagree how have you taught them how to handle conflict okay now a lot of people don't believe me when I say this Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it's because I have a boy and a girl but my kids do not fight at all like but then again I'm thinking they're not physical because I'm not physical and yeah. that could be what it is. Um, but I do have my daughter is sassy. So one of the main things I have to remind her is that you can't parent my child. That's my child. Mm. I want my children because I'm an only child. So I didn't have to deal with this. But I had classmates and friends that their parents, they were the oldest. And their parents kind of gave them too much responsibility when it came to their siblings so then they resented children and I don't want that for my daughter so I constantly reinforce if you have a problem with your brother you know like he's annoying or something like that talk to him on a child level because you're his sister you're not his mom I will reprimand him that's not your responsibility because I want you to be a kid mm-hmm. that's not your child right that's not um when they do argue, which is Rare. the most they argue about is because my son, he's going through a Spider-Man phase. So he flips through the house 
<laughs> and and she'll say you're annoying you know like stuff like Aww. that <laughs> but but like they don't have a lot of conflict like that that I have to mediate uh-huh but I really blame that on the fact that I'm not physical so they don't get physical with each other mm-hmm. um the most I have to do is remind her that's not her child stop it yeah okay make sure your tone is like stop it as in I'm your right sister. like don't parent my you're being kid. an annoying little brother yeah <laughs> I could deal with that <laughs> I just don't want you to be his mom right. I want you to be his sister I, I can deal with that you know and I also I, I talked to both of them about their vocabulary like you know like we don't use words like stupid mm-hmm. we don't we don't say shut up we don't say anything you know kid derogatory and adult derogatory is not the same but it's the same feeling it feels the same Mm -hmm. so anything that you wouldn't want someone to say to you amber you may not believe this but the other day now this is how you could tell these kids are mine so my daughter says to my son Uh they are they're they're like having i won't say it's arguing i'll say it's dialogue back and forth and so she was like, so do I look like a psychopath to you? And I was like, hold on. Like, I had a moment where I was just like, huh? And he said, you absolutely do. And I was just like, okay. Um, so I had to step in. I was like, first of all, who told you what a psychopath was? And so she admits that she heard me talking about it when I was listening, when she was like listening to me listening to my show because I play it back so I was playing the show in my room and she said I heard you talk about it I said but what made you use the word she was like well a psychopath from what you said it sounds like it's a crazy person so I was asking him did I look crazy (laughs) but I wanted to use a bigger word and he said and she does look crazy and I was just like (laughs) (laughs) these kids do belong to me um <laughs> because I couldn't I text my mom was like where did they come from she was like you and I'm like oh. <laughs> they came from you so it's certain things like even with like cursing or something like that you could tell the difference in when my kids are home versus when they're not or if I'm in the car line Mm because I'll be letting it flow you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. but then they come home and I'm like d word yeah what the hockey stick (laughs) like like stuff like that because a lot of that behavior we actually introduce to them most of it most of it now me cussing my mother didn't introduce that to me like at all like I didn't come from that like you picked that up at school (laughs) yeah yeah I really did just one day in fifth grade you started cussing and never went back yes now I had to I actually haven't shared this with anyone but I feel like it's appropriate for me to share here um my daughter has a cell phone and I rarely go through her phone. I rarely go through her phone because it's cracked and it hurts my fingers. <laughs> so it's not a privacy thing. She's eight. She don't have any privacy. Like it's more of it's inconvenient. So I don't go through her phone. But one day I went through her phone about two weeks ago. And one of her group chats was called LGBTQ girls. Mm-hmm. Plus it had the plus on there. So I, I sat there, I was like, 
you know, because I had that thing where I was like, okay, it's time for me to have the conversation. Not ready to have the conversation, but TV and everything, you have to have them a lot sooner than you thought you would have to have them. Mm-hmm. So I prepped for the conversation the whole day because I didn't want her to think that I was angry. I just wanted to know if she knew what that meant. So I get her and I, I pick her up from school and I start off and I'm like, okay, so I saw you and your friend's group chat. Now I went through the group chat, Amber, nothing was in there. All they're in there talking about is Roblox, literally nothing. Like it was the most innocent group chat. Like all of her conversations are innocent. It was nothing in there. I honestly didn't know why that was the name of it. So I asked my daughter, um, I said, cause like I said, I'm trying my best to make it where they talk to me. Right. I want them to talk to me first and not someone else because I didn't do that. And I, I just want something different. I said, so I saw the, the, the group chat with you and I insert her friend's name. And she said, yes, ma'am. And I said, um, do you know what that is? She said, no, it's just rainbows. I like rainbows. And I was just like, so you don't know what that is? She was like, no. I said, so you don't like girls? You like boys or do you like girls? You're like, I don't know. I don't like anybody. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. And then I explained to her what the community was. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, I probably shouldn't use stuff. I don't know what it is. I just like the mm-hmm. the rainbows because, you know, now they have like little kid, like pride shirts and all that other stuff. So she mm-hmm. genuinely just liked the 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 look of it but she Mm -hmm. didn't know at all like what it was and so I recently found out that her friend that's in the group chat her father doesn't let my daughter talk to him no talk to her she sneaks and talks to my daughter when her dad isn't home and I had the conversation with my mother I said I guarantee you he saw that group chat and he assumed instead of having the conversation Mm. these are babies they're eight Mm-hmm. Now, I do know that kids are growing up fast um, in this time, but you don't know something unless you talk to them. You don't know what they know and what they don't. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm almost positive that what he did was he assumed. And what he did was he took his daughter's phone and said, you can't talk to Gabby anymore without actually like exploring what it all meant. And I just, I don't talk about anybody else's parenting style. My friends beat their kids. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I don't talk about how anyone else does, you mm-hmm. know, do what they do. I just know for me, a lot of the situations that I went through as an adult was because of how I handled things or what happened to me as a child. Mm-hmm. And if they have to heal from anything, I just don't want it to be me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like and that's just, fair. And kudos to you for, for having that dialogue with your baby, you know, and continuing to keep that line of communication open. So as she does mature, as she does age, you know, and, and things come up, you know, especially when you get to middle school, especially when you get to high school, like you said, not everybody is parenting their kids in the same way. So she's mm-hmm. going to get to middle school and she's going to experience the, the scholars who were raised differently. 
and Mm -hmm. their parents' mindsets are different about certain things. And so kudos to you for creating that space where she can come and talk to you when she feels like she's in trouble, when she doesn't understand something about her body, when Mm -hmm. she doesn't, you know, understand something about her mental health. Mommy, I'm feeling sad all the time or mommy, I'm feeling really anxious or however, you know, she may be feeling in her body. You've created you are creating this window where she can come through and she can talk to you. And then she can go back on her side and still experience herself as an individual. And mm-hmm. I think that's extremely important. And I don't have kids, so I can't, like, I have a dog baby. So I can't, like, fully empathize, or not empathize, I can't fully understand what it's like to be raising a baby human. Like, that's mm-hmm. an immense amount of responsibility. Um And I imagine so many of us, you know, all, well, a lot of parents, parents that truly care, they carry this immense amount of responsibility with them where it's like, I don't want to mess my babies up. Like, I don't want to do anything that they would have to heal from. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask, like, how, how do you, I don't, I don't know if I want to use the word regulate, but like knowing how you were raised differently, Mm -hmm. how do you kind of check yourself when you might want to fall into a pattern that you know, versus how you want to parent your own babies? One of the things that I actually battle with all of the time, and I mean all of the time, is yelling at my kids. Mm -hmm. Because I do realize that my voice is their inner voice for a very long time until they develop their own. Yeah. And um, I also understand, which is why I start my shows with affirmations and I start the day with affirmations is because the way that you start your day, your day flows like that. And it's so easy to get frustrated with kids in the morning when it's time to get ready for school. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It is so easy because why is it take you're little, like you're just, you're barely 50 pounds. Why does it take you an hour to put your clothes on? You're not even taking a shower. It is so easy to get frustrated with that. Like, and those are the, those are the, and I sound like this. I have a very like, uh, I don't have a lot of bass in my voice. <laughs> so with that being said, I used to yell all the time until mm-hmm. like one time, one time my mom checked me and she was like, you don't have to talk. You don't have to talk like that to them. And I'm looking at her like. She said, don't yell at my grandbabies. No, because grandparents and parents are not the same thing. Not That's the same whole... humans at all. <laughs> my mother hugs my kids. What is. Well, you know what? Is... I wonder if it's learning it's a, a lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a do over because through therapy, I was able to tell her how her, the lack of her doing those things to me made me feel. So like grandparents is you doing it all over again and you could get those kids away. Like you give them to their parents, you go and buy your business. So it's the best of both worlds. Like, but with the yelling thing, I really sit with myself and I check myself mm-hmm. all of the time and be like, you know what? I'm going to be calmer. I'm a, or you know, to be honest with you, I try to start my day before I wake my kids up. Mm-hmm. Even if it's 10 to 15 minutes earlier, I make sure that I'm centered first so that I don't give them that bad energy early in the morning. Cause that that's the only thing that I know that for a fact that I battle with is yelling. 
because you can ask my friends if I don't do nothing I yell and I used to yell because I thought they didn't take me serious because I sound like this Mm. like was that projection yes I didn't take myself serious wow I didn't take myself serious but nobody can tell me now that I'm not a great parent and that my kids don't respect me like I understand that so now that I understand that I don't have to yell at them all the time like I don't have to talk to them in that way like I don't have to threaten them like honestly the threats I don't even get why they would be scared of them because nothing happens but anyway um, (laughs) like like I don't have to do that because I have faith and trust in my ability to parent my kids because I really feel like I produced great kids like I I, one of my best things about myself is the fact that I feel like no I don't feel like I know that not only did I produce great kids I produce great humans and the way that they do problem solving I'm gonna do one more story time because I don't want to talk your head off you're okay I had had a situation my son he and this is, let me tell you, this was another example of how I know that I'm doing things the right way because he was coming home every day and he was telling me about the little boy in his class that was bothering him. And with my son, he's a Leo. So like with him to open up, it was a bit hard. Like when I used to ask him about his day, I don't know. It was okay. Like that was his answer. Like he wasn't giving me like answers, like details about how school was, but I never stopped asking. Like I would always ask. So then it got to the point where he would tell me about a little boy in his class that was bothering him. And it was like an everyday thing. And it was getting to the point the rowdy in me was coming out. I'm like, yo, I'm about to write a Facebook status and be like, if your child name is such and such and he goes to such and such school and he in such and such class, please hit my inbox right now because I'm tired of this. Like, like me and the mama, we got to have some words. Like I was getting there. I was getting there. Um, so one day I get a phone call from the principal. The principal, she tells me that the little boy pulled my son out of his chair and attacked my son. Like got on top of my son and started hitting him. And she said, I felt like you needed to know before he came home. It's like school gets out. I get in the line about 1.45. It's 12 o'clock. So I'm putting my shoes. I'm about to come down. No, um, we got it handled. Um, everything uh-uh. together. So when I see, here's how you know that kids don't talk to their parents. I said, was it blank? And she got quiet because legally she was not supposed to tell me what the chat. I know that because I worked in the schools, you know. Right, right. So you're not supposed to tell me what the child's name was, but but I had heard this child's name so much until when she told me this, I knew who it was. And she was like, you know, I can't tell you who it was, but the student, he has behavior issues and 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 I'm sitting here and I'm like, she said, but when she told me my baby had to go to the nurse office because that's how bad it was. And, and, And she said, he didn't say anything like she she said my son he didn't say anything that caused the child to do it the child was mad at the teacher he was right there he just kind of took it out oh no 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 and I was just sitting there and I held it together on the phone but when I got out that phone 
I called my mama and I cried. And I said, I'm tired of this. I send my kids to school for education. I don't send them to school to be bullied. I don't send them. I said, it's to the point if I have to homeschool my child, I will do what I have to do. Because he's not, I don't want him to get to the point where I was, where you give up on school because you're, you don't feel comfortable. And I just don't want that for him. So I go to pick my child up from school like normal. I act like I don't know anything. I asked him about his day. I said, how was your day? He said, it was terrible. Mommy, blank, he beat me up. I said, what happened? He said, I was sitting there. He got mad because he didn't want to take the quiz. He snatched me out of my desk. He started oh, hitting baby. me. He said, I didn't hit him back. So I said, why you didn't hit him back? He said, when he said these words to me, Amber, I didn't know how to feel. But in the moment, I didn't know if I felt proud or what I felt he said why would I hit him what would that solve and I was like he said they keep taking him to the doctor because he angry the my baby is sick empathy oh my baby Girl, is sick uh-uh. okay and I was sitting there like she he said they're probably gonna take him back to the doctor you know, and find out was because because he he be angry, but me hit him not gonna help that. Like, what does that sound? And I'm just sitting there, and I'm driving the car, and my eyes water because he he actually had a concept that I hadn't got through my head that putting my hands on people doesn't solve anything. My six year old actually understood that that's not correct problem solving, and that was because of you. Because I don't use that on them. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like. And I said, but Slate, you just can't have people putting their hands on you like that. He said, you're right. You're right. But I can't be putting my hands on people either. And I'm just like. So I called his dad. And I'm like, you know, this happened at school today. Um, I don't know what to think. He said, well, Key. It ain't that he can't fight because we rough play all the time. He genuinely just doesn't feel the need to. And I was like, what? He said, no, we play rough all the time. Like he can defend himself. himself. More than likely he may snap later if people continue to keep bothering him like that because everybody has a breaking point. Mm -hmm. He said, but I don't want you to think that he can't defend himself because he can. I know he can because as his dad, that's all we do is play fight. He, and at that moment, I like I said, I felt bad, like, because my baby had to go through that. And, you know, I, I actually tweeted about it. I said, when your child is hurt and you can't do nothing about it, you know, and I'm sitting here and I had that thought, like, the trauma my kids are going through is something that's not me that's putting them through it. So then I'm dealing with that, too. But I'm like, the fact that this little human was able to pick up on a concept that a 30-year-old person hasn't picked up on. So at that moment, I, I knew, I'm like, okay, I did something right. Now, I did have a talk with him about this because, yo, you can't just have people doing that to you. Like, we got to we gotta get some. But at the same time, I was proud of the way that he thinks. Now, the update on that, the little boy doesn't go to the school anymore. Um, he got put out of the school because yeah. the, 
they they were able to my son hadn't even said anything to him it wasn't like it literally was nothing that he did and then the teacher was able to confirm you know he has been saying and doing things to this child all the time like he's been bullying him um so in that case he got moved to other school I ain't gonna lie Amber like I, me and the mom like I was at the point where she could she, she could, I felt convicted because I had already said like yo if I find out who this mama is this that the third and then my son was like what does that sound I was like I guess nothing I can understand that though like and it's interesting I was gonna ask you how how has that been with other like parents like if you take your babies on play dates or something and you know another person's child wants to do what they want to do and your baby is like faced with the conflict resolution whereas this other parent may not be teaching their child conflict resolution have you ever experienced that I haven't been to a park in a very long time because of this because I don't blame you because it's like when Cause I'm one of those people like, I, I, I truly believe that our kids, we teach them a lot of the stuff that they do. Like I said, some of the stuff I was doing, I got taught at school. It wasn't my actual family. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of this stuff is taught in the home. So if like, I had a situation, um, took the kids to the park, little child, like pushed my son. I saw the mom, she was right there. I said, you know, like, could you tell your, your son not to do that anymore? And she was like, well, could you not raise your son to be soft? I'm just trying to figure out, like, what part of that was necessary or appropriate to say. It wasn't. And I, like, I had a moment. Like, like what I'm saying, like, the Lord is not through with me. <laughs> like, I had a moment where I was like, okay, you know, I can show you what that is if you want me to show you what that is. And, like, my boyfriend at the time was like, you know what, let's just leave. <laughs> like, because, like, I'm like, okay, like, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be an adult about this, but the Scorpio in me be battling. So, so, like, it don't, you know how was just don't mess respectful. don't, don't mess like, with my cub like yeah, for real though like and now I see why your child is on this playground pushing people look at how you act you probably one of them people that be pushing your child at home that or they see you pushing people around like that because I couldn't imagine like some of this we we talk about domestic violence in cases of men and women but there are abusive abusive women and we don't talk about that a lot. So with that being said, like when she said that, I'm like, I can imagine her all in somebody's face and her son see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, he could have just waited his turn. He didn't have to do that. Now, some moms, they overstep and they'll go to your child and be like, don't do that to my son. At least I didn't do that. That's a baby. I didn't do that. I came to you. Okay. With the pandemic and situations like that, like I haven't really had my kids out and about like that, but I'm also one of those parents, like when we go to like um, any kind of like fun park or like arcade, I play with them. So I, I play with them, like they don't really have to play with other kids, but I do worry about that because I hope that I'm not messing up their social skills. Because mm. when I say I play with them, like I get into little things and jump with them, like I'm I'm one of them. Like, but see, I, that's gonna be some core memories for them too. They'll always remember that 
if we couldn't play with nobody else, we'd be able to play with mommy. And like, how is it connecting with other? Are you in like Facebook groups with? I have one. Parents? I actually have a. a you say, created I have, a I gentle created. parents. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you know, in that space, I don't. You know, I don't judge people because, like I said, it's a taught behavior. Mm-hmm. So everybody's not where I am with it. You know, right. and I I completely get that. But like in the group, we were reading the five love languages together Mm -hmm. and that was like a task that we did and then we did like reviews on it and like we all like our eyes just open to you know yeah we might tell our kid we love them or yeah we may buy them everything that they want but what if they're acting out because they don't feel love attention they need some attention they need some attention or like how many how much time do you spend with your child that you're not on your phone like, I didn't realize how that looked until my daughter got a phone and she never paid me attention. You want to watch a movie with me? No, mommy, I'm fine. So, like, with my son, he, he he's more physical touch. He's more interactive than she is. And he'll be like, hey, can you? He's honest because I let them, as long as they're respectful, they can tell me how they feel. Um, can you put your phone down? Let's let's watch a movie. Sure. I could put my phone down. Yeah. It's just me and you. Or let me, because I do a lot of things with social media management or and stuff like that. I'll be like, let me post this one thing. Give me like five minutes and then I'll put it down and then I won't pick it back up. Let me just finish. Let, let me just finish because what I didn't have as a child was communication. Right. And you're teaching them effective communication while you're doing that as well. A lot of us were raised on the principles of do as I say, not as I do. Mm -hmm. But that's just not realistic at all. Like, that's not how any of that works. When you have children, your children are watching you. Mm -hmm. So I can only imagine like how, how difficult it must be to walk in that way 24 7 being Mm -hmm. fully aware of the things that you are showing your babies but as we wrap up here tell us uh what has been the most impactful thing to you about learning gentle parenting and also parenting your babies with a gentle hand the most impactful thing I'll say is I just the way that they talk to me, um, like it's been times where, you know, they've said things like, I don't really like, like, okay, my son, for example, he cries a lot, um, or at least he used to. And I used to yell at him about crying. Um, you a boy, you ain't, I do not do that mess no more. Okay. You a boy, let that thing out. Um, it don't matter what your gender is. That don't make you soft because you cry. It does not. The only thing is, I just ask him to tell me how he feels. Try to verbalize how you feel. Like, explain to me what's wrong. Do you know why you're crying? And I remember that he had got, like, some bad grades in school. Now, that does happen also when you're being bullied. Because you mentally check out, you know? That's true. You do. And so I I was checked, I was signing his papers and I was like, I'm so disappointed in you. Like we 
I, I asked him, I said, is it that you don't understand the material or is it that you just don't want to do it? Because it could be either one, you know, like, did you just rush through it or you don't get it? And he just burst into tears and I'm talking to him gentle. So I'm, I'm like trying not to get frustrated because I didn't understand why he was crying. And I was like, well, why are you crying? Could you please? He, he kept saying, I don't know. And when he does that, that means he's shutting down. So I'm like, please talk to me. Can you tell me why you're crying? He looked at me and he said, I'm doing the best I can. I just don't understand. Hmm. I found out then I started making the phone calls. He has a learning disability. He's not retaining the information. But if I would have kept hollering at him, and if I never would have changed the way that I talked to him, I could have marked that off as him being lazy. I could have marked that off as him not trying. He's trying. He's trying. And that's why we as parents, we have to stop comparing our children because my daughter is in gifted and talented classes my daughter started reading at five my daughter started talking at five months how I was able to identify my son had a speak like a um, speech impediment was because I raised them the exact same way and okay as a mom you understand your kid so I could always understand him but my other family members were saying you know something's not right like we he's not clear so I identified that he had a speech problem at like one and a half because I paid that much attention and I'm like okay but you know I'm so happy that even though he cried through that I'm happy that I got that out of him that he was able to tell me, you know, I didn't mean to disappoint you because I tried. I just don't, I don't get it. And then I'm also in the process of getting him tested for ADHD because when I get, when we do his homework, like a good example would be like when we're doing his sight words, he doesn't read what's there and you get mad. You'd be like, you're just saying anything. What happens is his brain unchecked out. Yeah. So it's like, he can't, after a while, he just can't devote that time anymore. And right. he's six. So like we have more than, this is a good time to catch all of that where he's able to get the help that he needs. Mm -hmm. But if I was parenting how I was parenting a couple of years ago, none of that conversation would have went like that. Wow. I appreciate you so much for sharing that. You just, uh, woo, girl, let me get myself together. <laughs> you know how I am about the babies. Um, right. You just freed somebody. You just freed a parent on here who needed to hear that, um, who maybe is trying to transition into the gentle parenting space and teach mm -hmm. their babies things that they didn't learn along the way and didn't have the opportunity to experience themselves, but they want their kids to have a different childhood than they had. Mm -hmm. So um, I appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, Key, before we go, tell everybody where they can find your podcast, where they can find you, um, your website and all that good stuff. Okay, so you can find My Curl Speak with Key each and every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcast. Um, you can find the podcast Instagram is MCS with Key. Um, you can find me everywhere, like 
almost everywhere I have the exact same name. It's the Diary of Key. And the website is mycurlspeak.com. Oh, and then on the website, all of my social media and my contact information is on there as well. Thank you so much, darling. I appreciate you being here with us. And if you all are not already following the Hilt podcast on Instagram and TikTok, go ahead and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Hilt podcast as Heal with a T. Also, friends, go ahead and sign up for the Hey Baby community so that you can be notified of all the goodies before everybody else when they drop. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to this episode of the Healed Podcast. And as always, stay awesome and stay healing.